Okay, I'm going to just come right out and say it. I'm sorry. You know, as a Christian, and I've been a Christian a long time, over 40 years now, and when I look at the church today and just the state that we're in both, I mean, across all spectrums, you know, to those of you who are not Christians, who we've interacted with, who we invite to church, or who we ask us to just listen to us, I apologize because, um, I mean, I can't speak for individual Christians, but on behalf of the Christian community at large, we've not really been good ambassadors for what we believe and what our faith teaches. I mean, it's just a plain, simple truth right now. You know, as as I said, I've been a Christian over 40 years, and a lot has changed since then. When I was when I first became a Christian, I was overseas. I actually went to a missionary school, and you know, I was able to actually just listen to the simple message of the good news of Jesus Christ and make a decision whether to believe or not. And I chose to accept. You know, back then I didn't have a lot of the baggage that we have now. And boy, we have not just baggage, we have a whole truckload of baggage. And, you know, back then, and I won't speak to the Catholic or the Orthodox side, I'm I'm a pretty much basic non-denominational, evangelical, Protestant, Christian, small or orthodox. And when I think about all the stuff that is attached to Christianity, I'd look at the, I mean, you can't, you can't avoid it. The ego, the greed, the power trips, the church divisions, the legalism, a lot of the fundamental Bible thumping, both outside of the church to those who are those of you who aren't Christians and those of us who are in the church were honestly we're being abused a lot of times physically and emotionally and and the you and, and and our so called leaders use a spiritual rod to encourage us <laughs> encourage us to do more and to be more and a lot of this is just ah, it's just junk. It's just bad behavior. I mean, talking about greed, I remember going back to Ethiopia where I grew up and I was at, at the Hilton Hotel and this one lady comes up to me and she starts sharing about her church and it turns out she goes to a prosperity preaching kind of church and I just, I remember just thinking to myself, Ethiopia is, it is one of the poorest countries in the world. And even there you have so-called Christian leaders asking for money. I mean, these people are poor and you're asking them for money. It doesn't make sense. And, you know, the church divisions... I used to work in downtown LA and I met this one Korean gal, Esther's her name. You can always tell the Koreans by their Bible names. I never met a Moses and Moses or Noah until I met two Korean brothers. So I met Esther and she was sharing me with me about her church and I was here happy to hear it. The one day we were having lunch and she shares with me. You know, our church is going through a church split. And 
I was I was kind of shocked. I was kind of sad for her because I was part of a new church plan myself as well. And as she starts sharing the story, she says that, you know, her family and the pastor's family and another family, they were, they were leaving the church. There's some kind of, I don't know what the issue is. It's been so long. And I was, I was sad. I said, well, well, well what does that mean? She says, well, the three, the three of our families, we're going to go and start our own church. And the other two families who are left behind. And, and this whole time, as she was sharing this with me, I started thinking in my head, wait, there is five families in this church that's around 30 people. And you're splitting? I remember one time, yeah, Korean churches, churches in general do this a lot. I remember one time I was driving down Mid Wilshire and I came across this one block and you know every couple a couple houses I would see a sign for a Korean church because it's in English and Korean and I was I was happy. I was thinking that that's great. There's good news. There's a lot of people going to church here, but you know when I think back on it. Maybe it's all these churches splitting and everybody, every congregation of two or three families are preaching to each other to themselves. Yeah, just two examples personally, just of all the baggage and all the mess that's going on in our church. On, on top of that, we have the physical abuse, the sexual abuse, um, mixing of church and politics, both on the conservative and progressive side. I mean, have you seen the the drag queen shows in church? Pretty shocking, but it's pretty shocking, but I am not shocked. It is what it is. This is the church today. I mean, and, and, and then, of course, you get all those Westboro Baptist Church folks with their signs just condemning everybody except for them to hell. I mean, there's a way to share the message of God, of Jesus Christ, and there's a way not to do it. And yeah, they definitely aren't doing the right way. I remember one time I was driving down and I see these these obviously Christians, and I'm looking at the sign it says "Repent or go to hell." Yeah, if I wasn't a Christian even if I was just being sarcastic or jaded, I'd be like, I don't think so. So for all this junk that we have that we use to try to build the Christian church, to try to share, to share our faith with you, to try to get, get people to come visit, to come hear a sermon, to get plugged into community. In a way, church, we've done it to ourselves and, you know, we, we have no one else, no one to blame besides ourselves. Although I will say, the Bible does talk about this. In 1 John 1, 4, where is it? Yeah. In 1 John 1, 4, 
Jesus warns us. Beloved, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world, false prophets. And take heed, therefore, to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers or leaders to shepherd the assembly of the Lord and God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know that after my departure, vicious wolves will enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Men will arise from among, men will arise from your own selves, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. That's Acts twenty. So I will say for those of you who look at us from the outside or who've been hurt by us and in, in our in, in your interactions, just know that you know I we all a lot of us Christians we know that the devil is in the church because we believe that the Christian faith is the ultimate truth. And the absolute truth for life and for eternal life, and that devil doesn't like it, and we know that he's in the church causing all sorts of havoc. So a lot of these leaders that you see parading around, asking for money, flying around the jets and mansions, a lot of them are false teachers. So within the church, we can use discernment to know who we feel or who we believe are. Our good servants and widow and those who we just know that God will take care of them one day. It's not for us to do that, but just know that we don't follow them. But at the end of the day, regardless of all this junk that's around this church and and what I call currently the institutional church, the business of church, you know, because a lot of churches are incorporated as nonprofits, so they are legally corporations. Or business, but the the message of Christian faith is very simple. God sent His Son Jesus to live the perfect life and die and rise again, so that if we believe Him, that He has ransomed His life for us, and we acknowledge that we are sinners, and we ask Him to become our Lord and Savior, and we accept that we are fallen, but because of our belief in Him, we are made perfect. We will have eternal life, and that's a simple message of the Christian faith. Very easy. So, for those of you who are skeptical of us, skeptical, skeptical of us, gotta get that word. I don't blame you. We, you should treat us with weariness. Church, we've done it to ourselves, and we deserve the skepticism. I mean, if you ask me. If you come to faith, or you're just curious, and you ask me where should I go to church, I would have to really think hard about that because there's very few I could recommend, and I would actually add a lot of caveats. I would say, don't start serving right away. Be careful of community. Be careful of people who ask you to get involved. Go to Bible study. Question. Question the leaders. Because a lot of times Christians, and we rightly believe this, that the church, in its true form, is a community of believers who love each other, and love God, and and the church is a community. But the community is not the idol that we should strive for. What we need to strive for is a relationship with God, and as we follow God, 
we'll find other like-minded brothers and sisters who who are also doing the same, who are seeking after God. And because of our common common ground of our spiritual Father in heaven, we will have a community where we will truly love and serve and be gracious and be loyal to each other because that is our true spiritual family, our true spiritual kingdom. So I apologize because we have what I believe is the truth about life. And I just ask that for all of our baggage and all of the hurts that you've gone through, and if you're a Christian in the process of deconstructing or leaving the church or becoming an ex-Christian, I would ask that you stop and just really think because ultimately your eternal life, your spiritual life, and you know that you're a spiritual being, and God is a spiritual being too, and He wants to know you spiritually and be your Father. Because at the end of the day, you'll have to have you have to be accountable for the, the decisions that you make, whether to accept Him or not. And I just ask that you will overlook. And that's why I apologize, because we make it hard for you to overlook our our faults. I mean, we're all hypocrites. We're all hypocrites, and we make so many mistakes. But God is, God is all around us. Acts 17, you know, God is all around us. And if you reach out for him, he is there and he'll reach out for you. And he wants to be your God, your father. And he wants to love you as his son and daughter. And if you accept that, that is what matters most in life. Not just the here and now. I mean, if you blink, that is pretty much your life when compared to an eternity. And, you know, we have, we can live a good life, have good friends, family, enjoy a lot of things, experiences, eat good food. But it's nothing when you really compare to eternity. So focus on what matters most. And, and, the reason I I share this with you and I ask for forgiveness is because I want you to know that I hear you and that I understand that we don't we do a lot as Christians as as the Christian community to make it hard for you to trust us and for me personally I don't ask that you trust me or well, it's not right away but over time and I believe that you know, the past few years and over the next 10 to 20 years, things in the real world are going to get a lot harder. So I want to be able to have a dialogue with you, to have your trust, to earn your trust so that what I share with you in terms of my perspective about the world and the physical and spiritual world can be of value and make an impact to you so that you'll be able to be blessed and also thrive and Honestly, I think just survive for some people. So that's why that's what I'm planning to do with this channel on podcasts and newsletters. So yeah, I think that's it for today. Till next time.